What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I am your host, Mike Milner. And on today's episode of the Coach's Compass, I am going to tell you how to stop getting objections on your sales calls. That's right. We're talking about sales. I know people squirm in their seats when you bring up the conversation or the topic of sales. That used to be me because here's here's some news. I actually am terrible at selling. The actual skill of selling, I'm fascinated by it. And I've watched some of the greats like Alex Hermosi and Eli Wild. And you know, you see what Tony Robbins can do from stage. And I just have not mastered that skill. It is an art. And I've always used the excuse that it's because I'm introverted. Because I'm not that, you know, charismatic, like I'm gonna be able to overwhelm you with energy and get you emotionally invested in this thing. And I have a a long history with sales and and most of it is is not the best. I actually started my first job out of college was door-to-door sales. And I was selling coupon books. I was literally in a suit, walking door-to-door, selling coupon books. I had these little coupon books for like a pizza place or a minor league baseball team. And you would knock on the door. And most of the time they were like, "Uh, what are you doing at my door? And it's like, hey, do you like pizza? (laughs) And it was so uncomfortable. But the actual offer was a good one. Like It was kind of a no-brainer because the price of the coupon book would be like 20 bucks. So they would get this whole book of coupons for 20 bucks and there would be two free coupons in the book at a $20 value. So you could get $20 worth of free pizza, which immediately covered the cost of the book. And then the rest of the book was like, buy one, get one free, 20% off, all of these different deals, a whole book of coupons. And it was like the same thing with the minor league baseball team. It was like, you pay for like two tickets, whatever the cost of two tickets, that's what the coupon book costs. So you get the two free tickets and then you get discounts any other time that you want to go. So if you're going to go to more than one game, it's worth it. If you're going to order more than $20 worth of pizza, it's worth it. And the expiration, I think it was like two years they had. So logically, it was a no-brainer. But I always had such a hard time because, you know, there's this this whole art of selling and people don't like to be sold. They they don't like, they love to buy. They don't like to be sold to. And And I've just struggled as an introvert, as somebody who is a little bit uncomfortable asking for money. That was always a sticking point for me. So I have a, I have a completely different philosophy on sales. And this is hopefully for a lot of you who are similar to me and you're a little bit more introverted and you don't feel like mastering this whole, like if, if you feel like Tony Robbins or Eli Wilde or Alex Ramosi, if you feel like they're light years ahead and you don't feel like putting in the reps and the time to learn and study and, and really master that skill and art, then hopefully this is for you. Uh, before I get into it, I would love it if you could do me a favor and subscribe to the show. 
we still need to reach more people. We've grown. We're on a good trajectory. We're top 25 nutrition podcasts in the world, I think, or maybe it was in the US. Now I forget. Anyway, I got some notification that was like, hey, congratulations. You cracked the top 25 uh, fitness and nutrition podcast. I think it was in the world, but it might have just been in the US. Either way, we're, we're making moves, but we need to make even bigger moves. There's a lot of coaches that need the, co- the coach's compass every week. There are a lot of individuals that need just the information and the value that we share on this on this show. And the best way to do that is by liking, subscribing, following. So wherever you listen, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, whatever it is, you just subscribe, you follow. And all that means is you get notifications when episodes are released. That's it. That's all I'm asking. Small favor. And in return, I'm going to teach you how to not have to deal with objections on sales calls. And my whole thing is, all right, let's, let's start with the traditional way and, and why that never worked for me. The traditional way is that you hook somebody in with a freebie or a really appealing kind of teaser. You like drip out a teaser that's, that's going to capture somebody's attention and get them really interested in what you have to deliver. Like download my free guide on the top five fat burning foods that you can eat right now. And then people are like, oh my God, there's five fat burning foods that I can eat right now. I need that. And so they, they enter it because it's free. So they enter their email and phone number and they get the guide. And then you're supposed to follow up and be like, hey, now that you have this resource, I'm assuming that you have a goal of fat loss because you downloaded a guide about fat burning foods. So are you trying to lose fat? And they're like, yes. And you're like, great, I can help with that. They're like, great, tell me how. And you're like, great, get on a phone call with me. And they're like, "Um, okay, do I have to? And you're like, yes, it's the only way that I can help you. You have to get on a call with me right now. They're like, all right, I guess. And they get on the phone and you tell them all about your amazing program. And they're like, I need to think about it. I can't afford it. It's not the right time. I need to go talk to my spouse. And then you're like, okay, when can I follow up? And they're like, they really want to say never, but they're like, um, I don't know, maybe sometime next week. You're like, how about I check in tomorrow? And they're like, yeah, tomorrow's not good. I don't know if I'll have time to check with my spouse. And they're like, okay, how about the next day? And they're like, yeah, I guess so. And then you call them two days later, they don't pick up, they ghost you and they're gone forever. Or it's not a a guide. It's a, you know, join my secret training that will unlock the hacks to losing 20 pounds in 30 days. Right. And then you do this training, but you're never supposed to tell them how they do it. You just give them like the broad stroke concepts. And you're like, you know, fat loss is really simple. And the reason that you can't lose fat is because you haven't mastered this one thing that makes fat loss easier. In fact, we've helped so many people do this one thing that I'm going to show you all of these testimonials. And then it's like, you know, 
Karen from Oklahoma lost 30 pounds in 30 days. And, you know, Susan from Nebraska lost 20 pounds. And you see all of these amazing stories. And then the person's like, I want that. How do I get that? And you're like, hey, you just have to book a call right here. And then they get on the phone and they have absolutely no idea how your program works and they're confused. And you get price objections, you get spouse objections, you get I need to think about it objections. And then here's what happens. This is what happened to me. (laughs) And then I'm like, because I learned all the traditional forms of marketing. So that's what I was taught. This is how you're supposed to market. And and then when I wasn't making any sales, I was struggling to, to actually enroll clients. I thought that it was my sales skills. So I spent way too much money, like way, way, way too much money on a sales mentorship program where I had somebody not only teaching me how to sell, but also helping me with sales reps, like giving me other people to sell for me. And I'll tell you how successful that was. In 40 sales calls that their reps took from this mentorship program, they closed zero. They collected zero. Now, there's a slight asterisk there because they did collect one payment out of the 40, but that person asked for a refund the very next day. So they immediately had buyer's remorse. And I know exactly why it happened. I will tell you why it happened. But anyway, so I went through this extensive sales training. And and here's the value. This is why a little side tangent. Sometimes you spend money on things and you think that it's a waste of money. You think that it's a waste of time. You think, how could I have possibly spent money on that thing? Like I could sit here, not only was it a huge investment, so I actually put out a lot of money for this sales mentorship, but think about all the revenue that I lost by having sales reps go 0 for 40 and enrolling new clients. So there's the potential loss. So I can sit here and say, man, imagine if I just hadn't made that decision. But here's where there's always a silver lining. Here's where there's always value to be extracted. Here's where there's always a lesson to be learned. After reviewing some of my sales conversations, because uh, the guy that was, was my immediate coach So there was a guy that ran the program. There was a guy that was my immediate coach. The guy that was my immediate coach had me recording my my sales conversations. And I'll never forget, we did this coaching call and he's breaking down my sales conversations. And he is like, all right, pause. So the initial part of the conversation, we're just like, you know, getting to know each other. I'm trying not to be awkward because I am awkward with new people. So like me making small talk is is not comfortable. I'm just like, hey, where are you from? Oh, cool. How's the weather? Awesome. I'm from outside of Philadelphia. Weather sucks here most of the time. Now you, you caught me on a good day. It's sunny out. I'm going for a walk. I'm trying not to be awkward. And then fine. He's like, no, you did you did a good job building rapport. And then we go into the conversation. And I'm like, so tell me, like, 
you know, what are you trying to accomplish? What are your goals right now? And then they tell me I'm trying to lose some fat. I'm trying to get leaner. I'm trying to build some muscle, whatever it is. And, you know, I keep asking more questions because I'm genuinely interested. Like, tell me more about that. You know, is it just about the weight loss? Like what, if they have a specific number, like what, what's that number mean to you? Why is that your target? Like, then we get into some of the more, you know, impactful answers like, yeah, you know, it's, I guess it's not about the number. I just feel so uncomfortable in my own skin. My clothes don't fit. I hate what I see in the mirror. I'm like, man, I, I know that frustration because I've been there myself and I know that it's not a very fun feeling. Um, so tell me like, how long has this been an issue? I'm like, uh, probably for the last 10, 20 years. I'm like, yep. That's about how long it took me to figure things out. So uh, I fully understand that. And what else have you tried uh, to solve this problem? And they're telling me all the diets that they've tried. I've gone through Weight Watchers. I've tried going keto. I've tried uh, macro coach, all these things. Um, sometimes I lose a little bit of weight, but I always gain it back. And I'm like, man, so it sounds like really the issue is more about sustainability. Like you want results and you want to sustain them, and you just really haven't been able to figure that out. Is that right? And they're like, "Yes, definitely." I'm like, "Cool. Uh, that's that's what we're gonna we're gonna talk about because your problem isn't weight loss. Your problem is sustainability, and you you want this for life, and you're struggling with with how to make that all happen. And that's exactly what we do. Cool. So then the guy like pauses, and he's like, "All right, you were good until this point." He's like, "You have to." He's like, you know, everybody that you're talking to is in a certain amount of pain because they're not where they want to be. And their current reality is painful, but they might not be aware of how painful it is. They might be aware of how painful it is below the surface, but we want to reach down and grab that pain and we want to pull it to the surface and we want to show it to them and hold them. And then this was the part that I'll never forget. He says, you want to take their face and push it into the pain and drag them through it. And I was like, damn, like, what does that even mean? He's like, you want to make the pain so horrible that they can't stand another day of living in that pain. And they have no other choice but to enroll in your program. So then he starts giving me examples about like, basically painting the picture for an individual that like, if you don't lose this weight, if you don't solve this problem, like effectively you're going to die or like your, your husband's going to leave you and you're never going to have sex again. And you're going to have a heart attack at 40. And you're like, and, and he, the way that he's like, you, you don't want to like straight up tell them those things, but you just want to make it so well known that this pain is unbearable, that they can't live another day without solving this problem. And that was, that was the moment. That wasn't the, the light bulb moment that, that was like, okay, I'm going to go do this because it felt so out of alignment. It literally just destroyed every moral fiber in my body. So what I learned from that program was that traditional way of doing things, not for me. I'm sorry, but I am not going to drag somebody's face through the pain. I'm not going to make it so unbearable that they can't live another moment without giving me money. That is not 
how I want to enroll clients. What I recognized is that the sales rep that they were training that did collect money from one person used that tactic and they were uncomfortable with it too. But eventually the one guy did it and it worked and the person left the next day. And I was like, yeah, makes sense because this is wrong on every level. So if that's how you want to approach your sales, by all means, different strokes for different folks, that is not my cup of tea. That is not my style. You will never catch me or anybody on my team ever dragging somebody's face through the paint. Now, we will talk about their problems. We will ask them questions about their perception of the problem. Like a great question to ask is what happens if you don't solve this problem? Because then they're the ones that are future pacing the fact that they don't want to waste more time. They don't want to spend more money on programs that don't work. They don't want to live in a state of uncomfortable feelings around their body and hating what they see in the mirror. Like it's, but it's their lens. We're not here at least in my opinion, to drag their face through the pain. But the real issue with all of this, it's not about the sales conversation. I was barking up the wrong tree. It was, it had nothing to do with objection handling, right? We went through all of these ninja tactics. Here's what you say when somebody says they can't afford it. Here's what you say when somebody says it's not the right time. Here's what you say when somebody says they need to talk to their spouse and they need to think about it and have that conversation. All of the objection handling in the world does not solve the issue. And the issue is everything leading up to the sales conversation. If you think about the way that you bring somebody in, like if you're doing cold outreach, and you're just sending a bunch of messages and pitching people and they've never engaged with you. They've never commented on any of your stuff. They're not even following you some of the time. They're just, and you're just like pitching and there's no, they don't know anything about you or what you do. You've already lost. Now, somebody who is a guru and master of sales might tell me, that I'm wrong. And that's fine. Again, I'm not saying that my way is the only way. I'm saying that this is a way that feels very much more natural and more in alignment for me. And I've noticed that it has led to attracting the exact type of people that we want to work with. It's improved our community. It's improved our results. It's improved our retention. It's improved everything about our business. And it's the way that the everything before the sales conversation, everything leading up to it. So my preference is that I'm not going to dangle some freebie carrot. I'm not going to give you this bullshit training that doesn't tell you anything, that just tries to get you onto a call. And then I have to explain everything on a call. What I'm going to do is I am going to solve as many problems as I possibly can in as much detail as I possibly can. So you know, 
as the consumer, as the potential client, you know exactly what we do, who we do it for, the expected result, the timeline of that expected result, the how, meaning do you get check-ins? Do you get phone calls? Do you get text access? Is it just nutrition? Is it nutrition and training? What does accountability look like? What does the process look like? What are the different phases that you're going to have to go through? My whole philosophy shifted after I did that course, that mentorship that I spent way too much money on, but I learned the important lesson, which is that form of marketing and sales is not for me. I don't want to manipulate somebody into buying. I don't want to have to become a ninja at objection handling. What I want to do is I want to attract the right types of people for pop because there's a specific type of person that we are well-equipped to help. And there are lots of people that we are ill-equipped to help. And most of the time, we get people reaching out to us who, who are our people. They are our people. That is, if you're a coach and you're listening to this and you're not getting inbound requests consistently, like you're not doing the outreach. You're not messaging. You're not doing any carrot dangling like, ooh, look at this pretty thing that I have. If you're a coach and you're not getting inbound messages consistently, like I just got right before I hit record, somebody slid into my DMs on Facebook Messenger and said, hey, I'm really interested in, in your one-on-one program. How do I find out more details? Do you know what I did? I sent her a link with more details. I did not say jump on a call because I want somebody who has a high degree of certainty that we are the solution to her problems. So the entire marketing playbook changed. All I started doing, and actually, There was a whiteboard session that Mel and I had, and it was probably around January of 2021. And I still actually have the whiteboard over here in the corner. And it literally says, marketing strategy, pull back the curtains, tell people everything leave no stone unturned. So Mel and I talked about, we're, we're switching. She's been in marketing for a very long time. Um, her marketing experience is a little bit different uh, because she's never really done much in terms of like direct to consumer. But she was like, I, I think this is a great idea. It feels way more on brand with your personality to just be, be the company and be the program that has nothing to hide where everybody knows exactly what to expect and what they're getting. And it changed everything. Everything completely changed. It was the detail of problem solving 
It was the detail that I went into when it comes to the program itself and outlining what that entails and who it's for and the outcomes and how long those outcomes take and even the variables that may change the outcome. So it's like, yeah, we can help you with any sort of metabolic health issues or hormone health issues or gut health issues that you have. Now, you're telling me that your goal is fat loss and you want to lose 20 pounds. On average, most of our one-on-one clients lose 20 pounds in six months. That's an average, by the way. That's not a guarantee. That's an average. However, given the fact that we have some healing to do, for you, that same result might take a year. I just want to be transparent about that because I know that some people are really urgent about results. And if you're one of those people that's like, yeah, I want to heal my internal health and I want to feel better internally, but I'm willing to sacrifice all of that for the sake of this 20 pound goal. We are not the program for you. So I started disqualifying people. I started asking a bunch of qualifying questions. I started giving people every opportunity not to book a call. Like, This woman that just reached out before I recorded, if she goes and reads through the information that I sent her and she's interested, she'll reach out to me. I'm not going to sit there and be like, what did you think? Do you want to book a call? Let's do like, I'm giving her every opportunity to disqualify herself. And I know that some coaches get scared of like, but I, but am I losing out on people? Like, think about the type of person that you're attracting with the methods that you're using to get them on a sales call. If you're using the freebies and you're dangling the carrot and then you're forcing people onto a call before they're ready, you're going to get people who aren't ready for your program. You're taking, you're, you're really just trying to take a leap and hope that you can convince somebody on the spot. And oftentimes when you convince them on the spot, because sometimes it will work, Sometimes you will get somebody to enroll. How often is that person going to be your dream client, the client that you love to work with? Most of the time, they're going to drain your energy because you attracted the wrong person by not understanding how to create a level of certainty in who you help and how you help them, the problems that you are equipped to solve. What problems do you solve that you solve better than anybody else? So we can speak to the fact that we solve the problem of consistency better than anybody else. Nothing else has worked for you. You struggle to stay consistent. You struggle with your relationship with food and that throws you off course. We solve consistency and adherence better than anybody else because we know how to identify why those other programs didn't work and what's going to work better. We also solve the problem of you feeling like you're doing a lot, but not seeing results because we understand how to work with your metabolism to get it functioning the way that it needs to, to be able to drop body fat. Not only just those broad stroke concepts, but I go into explicit detail about how that all works. What does that look like from a nutrition standpoint, food choice standpoint, from a flexibility standpoint? I always say in in a lot of my posts and a lot of my emails, I always say when it comes to flexibility, we can tell you 
the level of flexibility that you can enjoy while still making progress. And that's going to look different for, for each individual. Some people will be able to get away with more freedom. Others cannot. We'll find out what that looks like for you. So I'm not sitting here saying you can drink six you know, beers every weekend and still make progress because I don't know that yet. What I do know is that we will find out what that looks like. It's so detailed that there is a high degree of certainty, which means that they've already thought about it. So objections. When somebody goes into a state of thinking, they are not in a state of action. The state of thinking is, I'm hearing a lot of this information for the first time. I need to process. I need to think. When you do what I'm saying and you solve their problems in your content, you solve their problems in explicit detail, you tell them how it works, you tell them the results they're going to get and how long it's going to take, and it's nice to have some proof to back that up. Why should they believe you? Well, if you've got some proof, that's helpful. But most importantly is that they should be able to see through your content, through your messaging, that you are the solution to their problems and there's no stone unturned. Again, they may have some minor particulars that need to be ironed out. Like, well, do I have to track macros every day? And then you can answer. It's a very simple, no, not every day. In fact, a lot of our clients track some of the time, but not all the time. And, and again, that's something that we will find that balance for you that works for your lifestyle. Oh, that's great. Like it's just a particular. It's not how does the program work? So if you're getting objections, it's because they don't know what you do. It's a lack of certainty. They still have to think if you're on the phone and somebody has to go into a state of thought, it means they're not in a state of action. It means that they didn't have time to think about it beforehand. And I, I recognize that I am going against the grain in this conversation because you could probably talk to any other coach, business coach, business mentor, and they'd probably tell you that they disagree with me. And that's fine. I'm, I'm happy to be the black sheep of the industry. I don't mind. I don't need to be admired or, or liked by everybody. That was a previous version of me that needed that. This version of me doesn't give a fuck. This version of me just wants to help. We help clients because they know what we do. They know that we're for them. And usually the conversation is just a formality. Now, having said that, does that mean that we never experience objections? Of course not. However, I will tell you that the evidence is really clear because we pay attention to these things. 99% of the objections that we face at POP are from people who have not known us for very long. They sometimes, I'll have a situation where an individual looks at one post of mine or a reel, a post on Facebook, a reel on Instagram, a post on Instagram, or they listen to like maybe one podcast episode and they're just curious. So they're like, 
this sounds really cool. Tell me more. Is there a way that I can chat with somebody to get more information? And yes, we can do that. So we'll set them up on a call. Those are the people that have objections 99% of the time because they haven't had the time to understand the problems that we solve and who we're for and how it works. They haven't had the time to be nurtured enough to know that we are the solution for them. And typically what happens is our team tells them. A lot of times they won't even make an offer. They won't even tell them to join. They'll just say, hey, the only thing I want you to do is keep listening to the podcast. The only thing I want you to do is keep reading the emails. The only thing I want you to do is keep following Mike on Instagram, and that's it. I'll follow up with you in a few weeks, and then we'll see what you think. And a lot of times, they'll be the ones that reach out after a couple of weeks, and they're like, I just binged you know, 15 episodes of the podcast, and now it makes a lot of sense. Can we re- revisit the conversation? If you're not getting inbound inquiries consistently, in my opinion, you're doing it wrong. In my opinion, you're missing the most important piece of the puzzle. The most important piece of the puzzle is being able to develop a high level of certainty in what you do and who it's for, who you help, the problems you solve, the results you create, the expected timeline, and the exact process. This is where marketers completely disagree with me. And they say, don't tell them how you do it. Just tell them that they have a problem. Just drag their face through the problem and then dangle the solution. It's like, if you don't want to feel fat and uncomfortable, if you don't want to wake up hating your body, book a call here because we can help. That's not how it's done. How, how could they possibly know that you have the solution? I don't care if you show off all your testimonials or your before and afters. I don't care if you yourself look like a Greek god or a Greek goddess or whatever. It does not matter. You're going to feel, you're going to deal with a lot of resistance unless you build a bridge through your message. The bridge is the client's over here standing on one end of the cliff. There's a big gap on the other end of the cliff, on the other side of the cliff is their dream outcome. It's where they want to go. The bridge is you being able to show them with certainty, right? Think about it. Think about if they see a bridge and it's missing a few steps. It doesn't look super secure. It's kind of shaky and wobbly. They're like, oh, I'm not, even though I want that result, I'm not willing to risk crossing this ratchety ass bridge to get over to the other side. Your messaging is where you reinforce the bridge, where it looks sturdy as fuck, where you, they can see every single step and they can envision themselves walking every single step to the other side of the bridge. And then they're on the very last step and it's just, hey, I have a few questions before I jump off of this bridge onto the other side. That's how it should work, in my opinion. Again, this is just my opinion. You don't have to listen to me. You can keep doing things. 
the traditional way and kind of coaxing people into a sales call and kind of force it's more like you're you're knocking on their door and you're handing them even even though the coupon book is a great offer but you're like forcing them to buy it you're force feeding it like hey you like pizza come eat this pizza buy this book it's a great deal let me explain to you why it's a great deal like yeah i made some sales i didn't strike out every single day but and it felt like pulling teeth i don't want my business to feel like pulling teeth i want it to feel like it flows i want to i want it to feel like it's people are coming to me because they actually appreciate what we do. They appreciate who we help. They're like, man, that sounds like exactly what I'm looking for. Not only that, but I can see the steps and I can see myself following these steps. I can see the bridge and how sturdy it is. And guess what? That leads to better clients, better client communication, better outcomes. The clients are happier because they get the results they want. The coaches are happier because they get the clients they want to work with. That has been my, my experience. And I realize that everybody's experience is different. So my experience may be different from yours and from anybody else's. But if, I, if I'm just looking at this from a moral perspective, I can't think about doing it another way because morally it doesn't align. So the key to objection handling, the key to sales is not being a master of persuasion. It's not being manipulative. It's not convincing somebody that they have pain that's so severe that they can't live another day without giving you money. The key is everything you do before the sales call. It's everything you do before the conversation. Nurture, solve problems, give value, be the solution to those problems, show them how to do it step-by-step, step, no stone unturned. Show them how your program works. Explain it in explicit detail. And then they'll have already thought about it. It'll be very clear. That bridge is sturdy. I'm willing to walk over to the other side to get my dream outcome. If you need help with that, just message me on Instagram. If that's something that you struggle with, if you're not getting clients reaching out to you, you're not getting inbound messages consistently every single week, just hit me up on Instagram. It's super simple to fix this. At coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. And I will talk to you guys next time.